Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast. We are three weeks into my personal quarantine and one week into the state of Minnesota's governor's resolution asking us all to stay home. This next podcast recording that you hear is from a place called Worker Bee Wellness. It is on West 7th Street in St. Paul, and it is a wellness center that's based on the principle of bees. And it was a fantastic place. Oh my gosh, I loved it there so much. They were offering um, Sunday morning meditation. I was able to get a massage there, which was incredible. They have a whole room that is coated in beeswax that gives you kind of the feeling and the smell of being inside the hive. And I just have to say, they are selling gift cards online right now. And one of the places that I intend to head to when this is all over that feels super healing and it's local and they do such a great job will be Worker Bee Wellness Center. And I'm looking forward to revisiting them when the coronavirus crisis has passed. Please listen to this podcast and think about supporting local people. They are selling gift cards online and you can get them for their flotation tanks or for getting a massage later on down the road. We might all need it by the time this is over. Uh, Now on to the podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you listen to me every week as the host of the Makers of Minnesota podcast. But what you may not know is in my professional life, I help brands with social media strategy. I also help them with social media management. And currently, I have openings for two clients. Generally, when I'm your social media manager, I help you gather contents and assets of things that we can post on your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter accounts. We'll also do some LinkedIn posts if you have great business stories. But generally, I am the person that will help you write and schedule content for your social media feed so that all you're needing to do is talk with me a couple of times a month to get the calendar together or to talk about generally how you want your social media marketing to feel. And then I'm the person that executes the posts. I can also respond to messages that you get from people on your social media feeds so that you are doing the business of getting getting business for your business. If this is something that appeals to you, just let me know. You can find me at S Hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, marketing at gmail.com. Now on to the podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and welcome to the Makers in Minnesota, where we're talking to cool people doing cool things. And today we're in a very cool space. I am at Worker Bee Wellness, which is a new wellness center that is opened on West 7th Street at the Keg and Case in St. Paul. Would you say that's correct? You both looked at each other kind of. I'm here with I mean, Michael Sidlachek. It's, it's part of the larger uh, Schmidt Brewery complex uh, yeah. in the Raskeller building uh, just adjacent to Keg and Case Market. Okay. So... I'm going to introduce Rachel, and then we're going to talk about real specifics about where you are, because I actually come here a lot, and it was still hard for me to find it. So uh, Rachel Romanelli is also a co-founder, and her father apparently helped build out the space, which is really lovely. Thank you very much. Yes, he did. It was absolutely wonderful to work with him and build the beeswax meditation room. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. So, okay, we have the big kegging case area where there is... Worker Bee Wellness products that you can buy. Um, also, we have across the street the Rose Street Patisserie, 
and they have a bread lab area and that's pretty well marked. And then there's like a ramp that's made of wood and you go inside that door and you start to see signs for the individual businesses inside here, including worker bee wellness. That's one way to get in. The other way is around the corner. That would be like if you were standing by the, where you come and fill up your water jugs, which a lot of people in St. Paul do here. Um, on the other side, there is an actual door. It's, it's, there's a buzzer there, and you can tell right away because it's so beautifully designed. I don't know who designed that door, but it was incredible. And then you hit the buzzer, and then you come in. And when you come in, there's a really um, beautiful aroma. I don't know if that aroma is beeswax or what that aroma is but it's really I'm going to say it's beeswax yes yeah I wasn't sure I was like is that the wax that you smell because it smells kind of floral but it's not like a flower it's a really beautiful scent and inside here is a place that you wouldn't necessarily think like off the top of your head wellness and spa but when you get inside here it's amazing it's like you're in a beehive it's like you're in a honeycomb there's all these little nooks and crannies. When you guys saw the space right away, who saw it first? I think that was actually you saw it first, didn't you? It, it, it was it me. Was, yeah, and then we all kind of got drug along the next, <laughs> the next time. Um, but yeah, we literally saw this place when it was like completely falling down, disheveled. You know, ceiling caving in. It was pretty. The building had been yeah. empty for many, many years, largely. Um, but at the same time really well preserved a lot of the historical features especially downstairs in the rass mm -hmm. keller and you know the big vaults and things you probably saw in the hallway on your way here those remained even though the building was largely yeah unheated empty for quite yeah. a while yeah and had you lived in saint paul or what was it about was it this place or how did you hear about this being even an option i had originally uh, got contacted for part of the as worker bee for part of the keg and case market yeah um and I came down to see the project. Old historical projects are always fun. <laughs> yeah. And to walk through the old keg and case, well, the new keg and case space uh, when it was dirt floor and, you know, largely a vision was super unique. I came down for that and ended up getting a full tour um, from Phil and everybody mm -hmm. um, of the entire, you know, kind of Schmidt Brewery complex. And we got to talking and this and that. And then, I don't know, it was the hallway that became the wellness center uh, just kind of came out of that. It wasn't, it was the right space. Um, mm -hmm. Rachel and I had kicked around this idea a couple of times mm -hmm. loosely. <laughs> um, and seeing the space the first time it was, there was no one, no one else got really contacted. <laughs> um, hey, what do you think of this? And then we are here like the next day looking at it and well, now you're well sitting in it. Yeah, so let's yeah. go back because, Michael, did you start with the bees? Well, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, to back up a little bit, Worker Bee Wellness, the wellness center just opened about five months ago or so. Um, Worker Bee itself, um, turning 10 years old this summer. Uh, but yeah, doing personally, I've been doing bee-related work for the last 10 to 13-some years in all the ways you can work with beeswax and honey and propolis and that good stuff. And there's a lot. Of there is a lot, lot. absolutely. <laughs> and we're learning more about what to do with it, you know, uh, all the time. I mean, we're sitting in a beeswax room, which is a unique expression of what the beehive is. Because mm -hmm. um, you can't necessarily get into the beehive, well, like this. <laughs> uh, and that's what we're getting closer to in, in this um, facilitation. 
you know, the rest of the wellness center, um, beeswax and honey and propolis products throughout. Um, but yeah, there you go. I think your products were the first products that I became aware of from a, you know, obviously honey and honey is medicinal, but I think your products and Burt's Bees actually were the first products that I felt like really crossed over into a wellness arena, into other ways that you could use beeswax. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Burt's Bees was really the pioneer in a lot of, well, maybe not the pioneer in the use of beeswax and honey, but definitely in getting it out to the people. Um, history, uh, well, historically, beeswax and honey and propolis goes back thousands of years sure. and their medicinal use. The presentation of that, you know, largely was understood in, you know, Europe, North Africa, across that stretch of the country, you know, um, but never really, it's not, honey is not ingrained in the American culture as it is worldwide in that type of history. So Burt's Bees was definitely one of the big players in bringing it to the masses, still is really. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of do our own approach and beehive work. Um, the sourcing is different. The formulation is different. We make the whole product line still ourselves in Minneapolis, um, formulation to packaging to, well, the wellness center, yeah. <laughs> like all the way, <laughs> um, the, even the beeswax that you're sitting in right now, this is a locally sourced beeswax just from central Minnesota. So work direct with the farmers still all the way. There's a lot of, um, I think, I mean, bees are fascinating anyway, but when you get into the terroir of where the bee is and the medicinal properties, and the allergens that uh, we are exposed to and how, you know, you can introduce supposedly different types of honey to your system to help reduce inflammation and some of the allergic reactions that people might have to the environment. Well, and uh, we should make a distinction here. Of course. That, 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 mm-hmm. that type of allergic reaction is really the pollen, um, and that's a separate bee uh, gathered material, the flower mm-hmm. pollen. And it's used differently in the beehive and stored different than the honey. So if, if that's what you're looking for, consider the bee pollen, I think, ahead of everything else than the honey. Um, but yeah, the honey is really an expression of what flowers and trees and nectar sources the bees uh, collect. And so you get that kind of distillation of the plants and the sun and the earth and the um, rain and everything into the honey at that moment and that time. And then it changes. Why do you think that America, the United States, is so lacking behind our honey and knowledge. I mean, we're not really lacking. We're just kind of, it's kind of coming into its thing right now. Okay. Um, but honeybees really not native to this continent. It's and not? That, not since the well, not. previous ice age, maybe. Yep. No, it was, it was brought here. Oh, um, I did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, largely native to kind of, you know, Europe to Siberia. Um, and so that's definitely part of it. Um, there's tons of bees here, like lots and lots of native bees. Um, which are very important, um, but that is, um, yeah, and I think that's a lot of large part of it. That's um, interesting. And so that starts there. Um, and what America's learning now about honey is that, yeah, it's very seasonal. Um, it's very weather dependent. It's very dependent. The flavor and the texture based on that nectar source is can be much like, you know, your cheese and wine and all that other very individual stuff. And that's um, exciting to a lot of people. Um, honey for a large time is, you know, sweetener, baked, good ingredients. Um, so it's kind of having a, a, a resurgence in usage medicinally or, you know, just in different cooking applications, yeah. cocktails, um, or just paired with a more, not unusual things, but I guess a little more adventurous things yeah, <laughs> than previously. Yeah, so cool. So Rachel, how did you and Michael meet? Were you friends or? 
Oh, gosh. Yeah, we met, I think, when Worker Bee was like a year old or so. So it's been a really long time. Um, but yeah, we just knew each other over the years. And um, yeah, we're friends. So, And had you had a background in wellness? Or how did you guys come together in this iteration, creating this wellness center? Oh, gosh. Let's see. I've been a massage therapist now for 24 years. And I uh, grew up in Seattle, lived in Missoula, Montana for 11. And while I was there, I owned a massage therapy school um, so and a clinic. And so my background really is in, in business, in massage therapy, in sure. integrative services, and also um, in running and managing uh, clinics. So moving here the discussion around wellness was pretty interesting. Um, I still work in government relations for the American Massage Therapy Association. I did that in Montana and did that here too. So also had this other layer of experience and understanding how all these different modalities work together. The Midwest is interesting in the fact that they're so progressive in exploring and looking at integrative, sometimes the word alternative comes up, Mm -hmm. or complementary medicine. And there are a few centers here that really do try to bring all of those things in together, all these different disciplines together. But we were really looking for one where we could bring some disciplines together and make it a bee-based, honey-based, product-based concept. It's amazing. Are there any other places like this in the country? No, there are not. Um, And we know that just through our research um, and looking at other spaces. I mean, there are, you know, there are other spas that have like hives on their roof or produce honey that they sell, but not necessarily that they integrate into service. So what's individual about Worker Bee Wellness and the reason why we chose this spot going back to, you know, looking through here is that this place is really special because there is the aquifer here. So when you do pull up here in West 7th, you do see the place where you can fill up your water here. And so we have access to that aquifer water here and that's what fills up our float tank. It's what we serve um, here and give to people. It's their water. It's the water we heat for tea. And then the the roof here, um, and in this room you can probably see this and I know people listening to this can't, but there's um, a vent in the ceiling and that actually uh, goes and is connected onto our roof where um, this may will have four beehives up there. And those beehives... Um, Um, we will pipe down hive air from the inside of those hives into the beeswax meditation room. So really this space that we're sitting in right now is representative of simulating the inside of a cell with all of its parts and a couple other pieces of this too. So the bees will be on the roof. I just need to take that in for one second because that is so amazing. Okay. I'm taking the whole cell of the, the bee hive in. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's amazing. So, um, so a couple of things about this room. So, you know, really immediately when you come here and you open up the door, you could see our double, our double pane stained glass. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's beautiful. So you come in through here, you have that feeling, you come in, you take your shoes off, you take your coat off, you're offered tea with our signature basswood honey, which comes from a farmer that we, that we work with. Mm -hmm. Um, it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's kind of rose, rose flavored a little bit yeah the tea the tea is rose um the the honey is uh, cream basswood which is just it's it's an amazing um honey tea toast whatever i love it put it on but the same place where we get our honey is the same place where the wax came from so you're drinking tea 
from the same hives as wax that is on the walls in here that you smell. And then the other feature in this room too is that the beehive hum, the drone music that you listen to and hear um, in between services or on Sunday during meditation class, that's recorded beehive hum from the same beehives. So we recorded that, um, gave it to um, some friends of mine that are in the band E, and they slowed the wings down three to five times and then did an improvisational uh, music session with them and came up with four different versions of meditation music for us. So really when you're in here, you are getting all aspects of the beehive and they all come from the same place. Okay, we are nerding out on bees in such a big way. It's so cool. So the meditation center here, you mentioned that you have Sunday morning meditation classes. What time are they? 10.15 and 11.15. They're half an hour each. They're free. Um, So we encourage people to take use of them so that they can come and meditate, learn how to, you know, breathe in, breathe in beeswax, um, and all get all the benefits and properties from um, propolis and what they're smelling. And then um, that really gives people this time to, you know, it's the cause for pause, you know, connect with yourself, slow down. And then you're really, you're prepared then for a service. So if you, you know, the idea is that you go to meditation and then your next service could be a massage. Your next service could be a facial, but it really just sets the intention to, you know, center yourself leave everything else behind. This time is for you to be well and to be nurtured. Michael, you've mentioned, or both of you have mentioned the word propolis. What is propolis and why is it important to you? I'm assuming it's yeah. part of the bee. It is. It's kind of like the it's lesser the known part. Well, it's kind of a unique thing unto itself. Um, it's, it's the lesser known beehive component. People are familiar with honey and that's derived from flower nectar. The pollen, we talked a little bit about that's the flower pollen, the bees protein source. Uh, bees create beeswax and that's you know, be derived material. Propolis, if you've seen the inside of a beehive, it's usually brownish in color. It kind of lines the inside. It's the sticky kind of glue of the beehive, primarily composed of different tree resins that the bees collect uh, for poplars, sometimes conifers, different trees of the area. And it gets reformulated, you know, as the bee process. And they use it kind of for all sorts of things as to manage airflow and to seal cracks and, uh, as the glue of the hive there, but really it also works as somewhat of their immune system. Um, it's largely antibacterial, antifungal, and the bees use it as such in the hive to keep developing bee cells, hygienic and things. So it's another harvestable, um, you know, material with the beehive and we do extractions and formulations with that cool. to kind of bring that product to, to light in different ways. What are your top three selling products or products that you use in the um, wellness center? I thought you were going to ask my f- three favorite products for me personally. So it's are they different totally than different. the top sellers? Oh yeah. Well, totally. Okay. Well, give me a <laughs> Not yet though. They're catching on. <laughs> uh, for me personally, um, raw honey face wash as a starter, the propolis toner as the follow-up because it smells of propolis and it, that is a nice kind of woody. Uh-huh. You know, I just like propolis. What can I say? <laughs> and for my skin type, it's really very appropriate. Um, and then I go back to one of the first products we ever made, the the cream, which is one of our best sellers, just as a regular kind of hardworking hand cream. Um, so those are my three go-tos I personally. I hand cream. It's mm-hmm. pretty delightful. Mm-hmm. Still the same as we always made it. <laughs> uh, Rachel, yeah. are there any products that he didn't mention that you particularly love? Well, I would have to say that I, I second that the love of the lotion. I like the scented version though. I think it's, it's great for skin, uh, especially during the harsh winter months. It helps to hydrate around your eyes, but it doesn't, you know, eyes and forehead, all the places where you get wrinkles. Yes. You know, 
later on in life. I you have say. beautiful skin too. I'm like looking at you. You're barely even Thank wrinkly. You. It's, um, it's because of the lotion. Yeah. Okay. Seriously. Go with that. I love um, it. But it makes yeah, me want to buy it. There's that. But I the think, estheticians here are good too. <laughs> yeah. So our estheticians, um, you know, once a person uh, is completed with the facial, they'll make a recommendation for one of the cleansing oils. And we have, you know, three different cleansing oils here. So those are, are very popular and people, you know, when they follow that recommendation can keep the effect of the of the facial that they just received. In a lot of so. countries, people view uh, skincare and wellness and massage as part of their daily routine mm-hmm. or weekly routines, monthly routines, however they go. In the United States, it feels like we still think it's like some kind of a luxury day. Tell me about the luxury client and who that looks like. And then tell me about the person that comes more often. I think that's a harder question to really separate out one from another, because I think that the concept of wellness really applies to everyone. And so the luxury piece, and you know, that is a question that, you know, I've, I've been asked for years, like is getting a massage a luxury? It's like, no, actually it's a right. You have a right to be well and a right to de-stress and a right to take care of yourself. We don't need to apologize for taking that time away to do that. Um, it is something that I think, you know, you see people as they go along in our li- in their lives and and even now we're such a fast paced society. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of anxiety, a lot of demand. And so the need for offering different ways to, to take that time to decompress and take care of yourself is, is really important. And really we're, we're seeing that rise happen. And it's not just, I mean, typically you would say, well, a person maybe mid thirties, forties, fifties, you know, they're in their career. They they are looking for ways to take care of themselves. They probably go, you know, they might go work out. They go to yoga. Right. Um, you know, they they go and get a massage or get a facial. I mean, that's generally the time, you know, midlife where people start thinking about, you know, what they need to do to maintain. But we see this in younger populations too, meaning, you know, kids that are going through puberty and young adults that are having issues with acne and people that are, you know, really wanting to not only just make that connection to know how to live better themselves because they, you know, want to take time to, to de-stress, but also people that are invested in, um, looking at, at the, at the products and looking at, um, what the company's mission is too. I think that, you know, our company has an amazing story and how we've stayed really, really rooted to, you know, supporting local and really rooted to keeping things as natural as possible and utilizing all of those parts. Um, so we really see a span, you know, of, of that range in our clientele. So going back to the original question, you know, what, you know, who, who receives these services, it really is a service for everyone. And I think that, you know, our price point isn't so unattainable for people as well, um, because we want the services to be utilized for people so they can be well themselves and then be able to be better in their lives once they leave. So services that you offer are facials, massage. You mentioned the float tank. Tell me about that. Yeah. So the float tank is a a beautiful thing. It is 165 gallons of water and 1,100 pounds of salt. It looks like a big egg. Um, So float tank therapy or sensory deprivation therapy has been around since the 70s. And it was used primarily for people that were experiencing PTSD, anxiety, and depression. Going into a float tank for an hour or an hour and a half is like giving yourself self-induced meditation time. So we have people that come for anxiety, for depression, for chronic pain as well. So it's, it's a great way to 
to really turn everything off. I mean, that's, that's the point of sensory deprivation. It's to really take all the stimulus out of your environment and let, and let yourself fully relax. And that sounds terrifying, kind of like just the idea of how long it is. I, I don't think I, I guess I have anxiety, but I don't, um, I think I turn it into like work and activity anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's not usually where it's so unsettling that I have a hard time functioning, which I know a lot of people do. How do you, so you get in the tank and an hour, is it that you're literally floating with your head supported? You can float in that tank uh, with your head supported by the water just because it is so buoyant and dense that, um, you have no other choice but to float, really. Um, there is uh, a little, it's called a halo, you can put behind your head if you would like to have that support too. There are lights within inside the tank, so you can have lights on or lights off. And I mean, of course, that's dependent on whether you want to keep your eyes open or not. Sure. Um, but then the other thing that's in there too is that we have different tracks for of music, meditation, classical music, huh. ocean waves. I can't wait to try it. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to come back and try it. It sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, so facial massage, the float tank, do you, you don't do like hair care and skin and, or not skin, um, fingers and toes and that kind of thing. It's mostly just facial. Yeah, we don't. I mean, I think that, you know, some of the products that are used in hair, even when they are natural, would overpower the smell would overpower the, the smell that we have going on here, which is lovely. The other thing that we do have, um, is an infrared sauna that has color therapy and, uh, salt therapy too. Okay. What's that? That sounds cool. So yeah. salt. okay. So salt therapy, um, there's a little machine that's from Germany and it uh, takes micro ground salt, about one tablespoon per session and disperses that into the air. So it's a fantastic way to help heal your sinuses and your bronchioles, um, during cold season. Um, and it is also helpful for people that have allergies and sinusitis and, and things like that. Um, color therapy, again, we're in a place where we have winter eight months out of the year. This, this year is we've got some relief, I think. Yeah. It's been a pretty great winter all told. Yeah, really. Um, very fortunate, Mm -hmm. but color therapy is used again for, you know, seasonal affective disorder, anxiety, depression, colors that are recommended to, to be under during that time are green and uh, a really like soft orange. So kind of simulating sun. Cool. Yeah. Hey, well, it is very exciting to have you in St. Paul. I'm glad you picked this spot. I mean, when you're in here, you can see why you picked it. It seems like it fits so with your ethos and what you're trying to accomplish. Is, is it hard to market this space to people? Um, I, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, really giving people directions on how to get to us is probably the biggest challenge. Um, and as you were talking, there are several ways to get into the building, but really, if you know where the drink is and West seventh, our, our entrance is right on West seventh with a big sign that says worker bee wellness. It's kind of goofy. It's one of those things you could pass it and not see it. But once you know, it's here, then you notice it. Yeah. Um, and the parking is free and it's ample. And so that's, that's helpful too. Sure. But, um, I think it's not a it's not a hard sell. I think people are very curious about it, and because we offer a couple different ways to introduce the center to people, yeah, the free that meditation are, is a great free. idea. So you know, we do have people that come here every week just for free meditation, uh-huh. and that's fantastic because they're doing something that's taking care of themselves, and that's what really it supports our mission. That's what we want. Well, and I see you, know, you both as people. sort of community driven people too. So if that's what introduces someone to the idea of wellness. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's like, bring it on. Yeah. It's all about supporting your community, I think, and, and contributing something that's going to be beneficial to the people around you. Is yoga something that you guys offer? I can see that somewhere in here that fitting in. Uh, we've explored that. Um, our room is great for meditation for yoga classes. It would need to be something that would be smaller. Um, 
We'll see. We kick like that around every now and then. Yoga. Yeah, like four-person yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Excuse me. When you talk about price point, did you have to compare yourself to like other spas? Were you looking at like more um, price points around the country or price points from Minnesota? How do you price a massage? Because it's so varied. Yeah, I think, I don't think I know where the research <laughs> came from. Um, you know, I looked at wellness centers and spas and individual freestanding places immediately around our surrounding area in Woodbury and Minneapolis Uh um, and really did a search to see, okay, what are people offering that is similar? What's the price range? And then you have to take that in comparison and go, okay, so how much are therapists and estheticians getting paid? Because you have to keep that in mind too. And we, we feel like we pay our therapists here well in our industries because we want to take care of them too. That's also you yeah, know, part, part of, of being in the community. It is part of being the community and part of your mission. You want to make sure that, you know, you have all those parts, all those parts go together. So it really was looking at, you know, looking at what was being charged here and what was being offered and then making sure that you can pay people, you know, a fair livable wage. Sure. And that of course, you know, you have to make sure you're going to keep the lights on and buy supplies and things like that too. Yeah. So well, I wish yeah. you guys a ton of success. It's a very cool spot. Um, I can tell it was very intentionally designed, which is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward. I'm very close. This is very close to my house. Okay. And I've been to a lot. I swear I've been to like probably 50 masseuses in town. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a medical condition. So I kind of just went from person to person until oh, sure. I found a handful of people that worked for me. And um, it's very life changing getting massage on if you can get it on a weekly mm-hmm. or twice a month basis. Yeah. Um, I'm all for it. And I think it does way more for you than just, you know, the obvious aches and pains of, um, muscles. And I think it just, the idea of touch can really be helpful for people too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so as well. And we know so through research as well, right? You get a massage, it increases your endorphins and it decreases your parasympathetic nervous system, which, you know, decreases anxiety and depression. Um, generally feel people feel like they have a better connection to themselves and a connection to their community when they have that time to rest. Um, and get, and again, going back to, you know, getting a massage or getting a facial, it is something that is for everyone. Everyone deserves to be well. Yes, and they so do. we hope that by instilling that philosophy here, that people that come here and see our practitioners make this a regular thing in their life, that they do come, you know, if it is once a week, once a month, once a quarter, use it as something that is, um, like a, a reward or a benefit after working on a project that's huge, yeah. you know, that they think about using that. Michael, I'm also yeah. going to tell people to use your chapstick. <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. So get Worker Bee Wellness Chapstick. It's not full of all the crap, and it's delightful. All thanks right. Thanks, you guys, yeah. for being my guest. Great, great endorsement. Yeah, yeah right. thank you. <laughs> thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for having us.